0: hey there everybody and welcome to another episode of somebody save us revisiting smallville so now i figured out that that's the official title um according to google where we are number 10 if you were to google uh smallville podcasts so that's pretty exciting we're top 10 paul Woo!
1: being being in the top 10 not not bad it's a pretty bad.
0: it's a good feeling we're all We're only, uh, you know, number eight to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) The most misleading title of a podcast ever. Anyways. (laughs) (laughs) So today we are reviewing, uh, now it's season two, episode, is it four, right? Episode four? It's
1: episode four, yep.
0: All right. Red. Uh, So it's um it's a pretty good episode i just right off the bat i enjoyed it because it gives a lot of kind of stigmas around your class rings when you are about to graduate or whatever the heck they're doing because apparently aren't they again aren't they supposed to be in like the 10th grade here
1: okay yeah so just jumping right into it, it like they and I, and I don't know whether this is true or not but i i think there's been other like high school adjacent media out there where it's in the 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 11th grade everybody like orders their school ring
0: that's weird
1: for for the following year when they're going to graduate because i don't see why the hell a grade 11 class or fucking uh sophomore class or whatever would have
0: A ring for
1: their sophomore year. Like it's like Yeah.
0: Doesn't make any sense.
1: That that's that's the main thing. But yeah, like right off the bat, it basically opens on Chloe holding one of them being like, This is a piece of dog shit.
0: (laughs) And boy was she right. (laughs) Yeah. Um so before we get like right into it, I wanted to ask you, uh, Because as soon as it opened up on the whole because the whole episode opens up on them picking the rings, right? Getting their rings. Um do you still have your class ring from high school? Did you ever get one?
1: So if I'm remembering correctly, and again, this was uh, 22 years ago now. Um, uh, we had the option mm-hmm. to get a grad ring if we wanted. Um, but the thing that everybody got was a jacket you got like the letterman style
0: oh yeah jacket okay yeah. well yeah i mean and, and so do and you I still... Do still have mine you do hey really
1: it it does not fit
0: because oh. <laughs> you're too buff now right you're way more buff now than in high school so rich. you could
1: say you could say it's buffness that's guess. right It I is. i am thicker i am thicker
0: <laughs> she thick how many c's <laughs> how many c's behind that thick
1: uh it is two c's and nothing else behind the (laughs) c's
0: oh god um yeah so i uh, i had a class ring and i made such a big effing deal about it because kind of like my parents were the same as the kents they wanted to save money and they were like class rings are stupid and i was like but all my friends are getting one so mm-hmm. i got a class ring and i'm pretty sure i lost it that summer so just goes <laughs> to show you how responsible i was as a youth um, so yeah, big old waste of about roughly, I think it was like two hundred and seventy five dollars.
1: Oh yeah, I uh, I mean, I think I think maybe our grad jackets might have been around that
0: mm-hmm. price.
1: And if you if you took good care of them, and which nobody did, of they course. would probably last. But yeah, mine like I just I wrecked mine like the the leather on the arms is all cracked and like yellowed, and just. <laughs> <laughs> destroyed just yep. destroyed
0: yeah that'll happen when you don't take care of it Well, and, but you know what the same with like class rings too and i hear that like a lot of them just like fall apart all the time anyways because like yeah they're not put together like properly they're not from like david's jewelers or like you know they're not they're from what is it like freaking sc johnson like photography company or whatever the hell their name is yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah sure so is. So yeah, so this is what the, the whole premise of the show is about. It all revolves around a very specific ring. So you get yep. Chloe basically saying, well, as they're all lining up, getting their class rings, being like, oh I? god, this thing is a piece of shit. And we get to see um, the gothic Hilary Duff come in with Lana on a tour <laughs> of the school.
1: <laughs> yeah, so like, yeah, they're, uh, so right before that, like, Chloe, Chloe is like Ah, this is dog shit. And then she's like, I'm going to see if this is real Ruby. And so she, like, takes off. And presumably, this is what she's doing until the next time we see her. Um, yeah, yeah. But Pete is like, hey, uh, didn't your dad tell you not to buy the ring? And then Clark's like, actually, I think my dad said do what you want. And <laughs> and and, Pete's like, oh, Clark.
0: As if only you knew our earth we earthly ways.
1: Jeez. Yeah, yeah.
0: Because that is, it's parent code. That's totally parent code for being like, uh, I'm expecting you to do exactly what I say. I'm just giving you the illusion of your freedom of choice. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. it is an illusion.
0: It's an illusion. So yeah, uh, Clark doesn't get it, of course, buys the stupid ring. We've got uh, gothic Hillary Duff coming down, uh, touring the school with uh, Lana, and... She's super jaded, of course, making fun of everybody. Like, ho oh, what do you guys do here for fun? Like, go cow tipping? Like, when's the tractor pull? Like, she's pulling out all the freaking stereotypical small town farming jokes. And mm. right as Clark is kind of like turning to see Lana, he puts the ring on and. This is one thing. So he's looking at the ring, as far as I could tell, when he's slipping it on his finger. And the, you see the red going through his veins yeah. in his hand. But, yeah. like, he didn't see that, I guess. <laughs> so
1: so when whenever these kinds of things happen, like when, like, Clark has, like, those veins in his hand yeah. and stuff like that, that is, like, non-diegetic. So basically meaning Ooh. it is stuff for the audience to see that okay. the actual people aren't seeing like for example like at the end of the episode they're not being like is fucking who's playing oasis like where yeah. <laughs> where's oasis like, is there a okay. boombox box nearby okay yeah well. it's like yeah
0: i figured that they all just knew i, I figured that uh, oasis and coldplay were just like the theme songs of the town there's just speakers <laughs> <are> hidden everywhere
1: <laughs> just on the side of the water tower there's just a giant boom box
0: <laughs> hidden in the bushes God. Uh So, so yeah, so not even... Now, he slips this ring on, okay? Creepy red veins. He gets a little bit of that red in his eyes. Not even 10 effing seconds after he puts this ring on, freaking full Dick Clark comes out. Like, holy crap. Um,
1: Yeah.
0: The teacher, principal, whoever is giving gothic Hillary Duff a hard time about her dress dress way of dressing because she's so, showing her belly. Heaven forbid you show yeah. a little tummy. And Clark freaking waltzes up and is like, who are you to be given freaking fashion advice? Poindexter? Like, I think she looks hot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. So she like rolls up with Lana and while Lana is trying to talk to her, she's sort of like Who he? She calls Clark the haughty in primary colors.
0: Oh yeah, (laughs) yeah, yep, that's
1: right. Yeah, and and, and yeah, Clark like like you said, he puts the ring on and like immediately is just like ten out of ten, maybe eleven out of ten, douchebag.
0: Oh, absolutely. It goes from, like, yeah, zero to 100, like, in, in no time at all. Like, it's just automatic, so. You
1: could, you can tell, like, this was a fun episode for Tom Welling to do, because he got to basically play against type.
0: Yes, yeah, absolutely. He, he basically got to be, like, the Lex Luthor of the, of the episode. Which I think, yeah, yeah, I definitely think he had some fun with it. It's like, it's a little cringy here and there, obviously, because if you're a decent person, you're going to think like, oh, what a dick, but it is what it is. Makes for good TV. Um, So yeah, so he, uh, does he introduce himself? I don't think he does. I'm pretty sure Lana just goes and continues on her way, showing her. Yeah,
1: so like Lana, Lana uh, answered her when she asked who, he was. Right. Um she's like oh that's Clark Kent. Uh but yeah they so Lana kind of grabs her away to like take her on the rest of the tour but like uh Jesse like looks at Clark in like that smoldering way like oh, yes. oh, th- let's put a pin in this. <laughs> she uh,
0: she brings on the smolder.
1: Yeah. And so they walk away. She walks away and then Pete's like what the hell was that? <laughs> And then we cut over to the weirdest scene in the entire episode, which is just like a a teenage boy being threatened by a grown man while he's in the bath. (laughs)
0: okay yes I was gonna ask about this cause like I'm assuming that he must have been some kind of like high school athlete right cause he's sitting in a weird bath like in those baths that you see like athletes sit in that's like full yeah. full immersion right but yeah. he's also kind of like tucked into what looks like a chemical storage room cause there's like freaking metal <laughs> containers and metal shelves and it's dark and there's no lights on and yeah he's yeah, just like- chilling by himself
1: I was tr- I was trying to like make sense of where he was. I'm like, is he in like a locker room? Is this his apartment? Yeah. Like what what is what is happening in the, wh- where are you?
0: <laughs> he was he was probably the guy on the the school football team that cost them the game. So they were like, get over here, junior. Freaking get in the storage closet, that's where your bath is. Sit there. Yeah, he's and-
1: being hazed. Yeah, that's he's right. Being hazed.
0: <laughs> Sit there and think about so, yeah. what you did.
1: But so we learn that this dude is a U.S. marshal. Yeah. Um and like what the dude is looking for he shows her him a picture of Jesse and we're like oh, okay so he's looking for her yes. um but the only thing he's like oh no she just called me from a couple of payphones and the marshal's like okay i guess i can let you go now and then <sighs> wheels wheels the entire cart over <laughs> to him and then knocks his little boombox into the water And I I really felt for this poor kid in this moment because he probably just bought that Papa Roach CD.
0: Most likely. (laughs) His life was being cut into
1: pieces. (laughs) (laughs) This was his last resort.
0: Oh, my God. Oh, shit. Yeah, pretty much. There's somebody...
1: There's somebody in our audience that is going to scream and turn off her podcast uh, right now when oh. she hears that. No. Nah. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> it's okay. Papa Roach had his time, but his time is over now. Um, okay. <laughs> Moving right along. <laughs> so next next scene, we've got... Um, Ah, Clark and he runs into, does he run into Jesse and Lana at the school? They're at the school still, right? I kind of have my notes mixed up. Yeah, because
1: there. there's the so right after we, we the the dude gets murdered, we get the theme song and we're uh the establishing shot after that is just outside the school, the bell is ringing and Clark is like hatching some plan to go across county lines to go to a bar. Right. That he has heard that they can go to and Pete's just kinda like, Oh, okay, well what what?
0: Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. then he says he makes like mention about Jesse being hot and then I yeah. think Lana is kinda like, oh, like she's kind of thrown off by how like upfront he's being about it. But then he's like, Don't worry, Lana. I've also been looking at you all day. I'm like, damn, Clark, (laughs) Jesus. The way to play both sides of the coin here, my friend. Holy. Yeah,
1: and that's like that's that scene with Lana is like immediately preceded by like the old ritual of uh like he gets uh Jesse's phone number by by uh, her writing it on his hand.
0: Oh, yes. Yeah, that's right. It's typical high school. Again, typical yeah. high school. So, and, yeah, I'm t- and I was just going to say quick here. It, it's where this episode really begins to, in my opinion, establish, like, that Clark and Lana totally have the hots for each other. They're just not given into it because of awkwardness. And now, by the end of the episode, for the most part, it's all going to be, like, brought into the light, like, whether they like it or not, essentially.
1: Yeah, because uh, at least early, uh, Lana is in these first couple of shots where she's kind of aware that Clark is aware of Jesse and Mm -hmm. is sort of trying to probe to see if that means his interest in her has, like, waned in any way.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: In a very subtle way, but obviously Clark is anything but subtle from this point on. (laughs)
0: He's very upfront, very about everything. So, yeah. so then we cut to the next uh, scene with um, Daddy Kent in the motorcycle. <laughs> Daddy <laughs> Kent, I, his, my... his muscles be rippling under his shirt, and he's working on his motorcycle.
1: <laughs> my exact note was: Paul Kent has a bike. Take it away, Ashley.
0: That's <laughs> oh, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> And you've got Martha, who's, like, just always hanging around him. And I always find it so, like, funny that, like, I feel like Daddy Kent is, like, he shows his physical labor his manual labor for some reason he's almost always a bit dirty and sweaty and martha's mm-hmm. always like prim proper with her uh you know button down shirts and her i don't know freaking stretchy pants and and all that yeah. shit she's always so put together so i just find that their their dynamic is always like a tad mismatched cuz she like sh- she works on a farm too like i assume she helps out around yeah. the farm she should be a little dirty like come on martha get your freaking hands in the dirt she-
1: Yeah, she definitely does. Like, there's been, I think in season one, there were scenes of her, like, working in flower beds and, Mm -hmm. like, working on the farm and stuff like that. And there's more of that in the future seasons. Um, But also, there's a point, uh, without getting too into it, where she runs for Congress.
0: Oh, okay. That'll be interesting.
1: um, Yeah.
0: All right. Uh,
1: But Uh, yeah, so they, uh, Clark shows up and they have a little bit of a tiff about the fact that he has bought the ring and jonathan is about to give him a bunch of shit about it but then martha is like hey remember you had a rebellious side to like buying a motorcycle you probably shouldn't have purchased
0: yeah exactly the one that he's working on right now um and clark essentially tells his parents that he's sick of being poor and he just like storms off and then yeah they have their little you know daddy and Mummy can't start chatting away and she's like oh yeah well you bought this motorcycle whatever and you know they totally go off later and do it like that was my other note they totally go <laughs> off and do it because why wouldn't you right like come on now
1: <laughs> are you saying that she wants to go for a ride on his hog
0: oh my god she wants to ride that hog so hard <laughs> you don't even know
1: <laughs> oh boy so this is the best Smallville podcast on the internet.
0: <laughs> All we do is we just thirst trap the whole day, the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Oh god! Oh, um, oh so
1: there, we get a very short scene in the Luther Mansion where Lex's office looks like a bomb went off in it, with and, people
0: like everywhere. Yeah.
1: yeah, and Lionel's like, "Oh well, oh, I gotta, I gotta, you know, set this up for myself. Poor me."
0: yeah poor me I'm blind in case you couldn't tell and now I've got to outfit this whole office and so yeah. then and then Lionel so here's where um, uh, what's the actor's name again is it is it John Glover
1: John Glover yeah, yeah.
0: So this is where his acting really starts to take off with the blindness, because he gets up and as he walks, he's got the arms spread out super wide. He's taking super <laughs> wide, like, glance strides across the, you know, the stage with his stick yeah. just freaking going all over the place. As he's like, oh, I'm so blind, like I need all of this, cause I'm so blind. So Lex, yeah. of course, just rolls his eyes and like looks at the contractors and is basically like, just give him whatever that he wants. Like, y- like you can tell Lex has had enough. He's like, fuck this, just give him what he wants so he's like leaves me alone yeah yeah
1: <laughs> they man the only so there's there's like a really short scene at the bar mm-hmm. where the u.s marshal dickhead shake just shakes down the bartender and is like if you see her make sure you call me and then we basically don't see the result of that for, like, another half an hour.
0: Yeah, you kind so. of forget, like, all about the U.S. Marshal guy because he doesn't show up a lot until, like, the very, yeah. very end.
1: Yeah, he doesn't – he starts – he – yeah, he doesn't show up again for, like – again, like, he's gone for, like, 20 minutes because for the next little bit is, like, just the adventures of Clark being a weirdo, <laughs> which is, like, study the study session at the Talon um, where, like, he – I guess it's it's locked cuz it's after hours, but uh Lana goes to the door and like before she's even like walked away from the door from opening it, he's like, "Let's get out of here. Like, let's go let's go for a drive. Let's go out. Let's go do something." And she's like, "Are you asking me on a date?" And he's like, well, I think we could go have some fun."
0: Yeah. He's being so like nonchalant about it. And then yeah. then he's like, "You know, when you get frustrated, you wrinkle your nose. It's kind of sexy." Like <laughs> <laughs> such a predator in this one. Oh my god
1: oh and so in this scene this is so he does it for sure later but as she turns around to walk away he you can see his eyes go down
0: <gasps> yeah and then
1: stay there for a second mm-hmm. and then look back up and he grins and he has definitely used his x-ray vision on her ass
0: absolutely and not to see the bones
1: no, not De- to see the bounds.
0: Definitely not to see the bounds. And then later, <laughs> so as they're as they're sitting, and Clark is still trying to say like, "Oh, life's too short. We shouldn't be studying. We should go out." Blah 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 blah. Chloe's there, so Lana and Chloe get up to go get Clark some decaf because apparently he's just too hopped up on the Java. That's what's causing this. Apparently, it's this coffee yeah, side yeah. effect. Um, and Clark again, co- it confirms it where he's like, "Oh, did you know that Chloe has like a freckle on her cheek?" And Pete's like, what? What are you talking about? I don't see any freckles on her face or moles or whatever. And he's like, I'm not talking about that cheek.
1: Not that cheek.
0: God damn it, Clark. Jeez Louise.
1: Can't control himself.
0: <laughs> so then he basically, like, pieces out because, of course, no one's going to, like, fuck him at this point. So it's a waste of time for him to be there. So he pieces out yeah. because he wants to go party. Yeah. And then we cut to... Uh, Daddy Kent and like Mommy Martha like was it the next morning yeah and they're talking about how I think Clark like didn't come home or something like that last night they didn't know where he was and then all of a sudden you just hear like heavy pop punk metal weird music coming from the barn so they walk, yeah. they walk in to basically see like a Best Buy has now opened up in their barn
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I said in my notes I'm like It looks like Clark went uh, on a bit of a spending spree at the Combination Sporting Store Best Buy Spencer's Gifts.
0: Yeah. (laughs) He went all out. And so what he says is like, oh, I I shopped in Metropolis. Everything's open 24-7. I'm like, you know what? To be fair, there was probably some responsibility here because the only thing that's open 24-7 that you can buy that kind of stuff from is like a pawn shop. So Clark probably went and he saved some money. I mean, let's be like realistic here. You know, he saved some money. (laughs) Yeah. But obviously, mom and dad are pissed. They're they're totally pissed as he's playing his GameCube about all this money yeah. that he spent.
1: <laughs> I definitely clocked the controller too because I'm always like, "What kind of controller they holding?" Yeah, like? Right. And, and and like all the stuff is just set up in a very product placementy way. Like you can see the Kaboom box.
0: Yep. Yep.
1: And like everything is just very set up so that you can see the name of the thing on it.
0: They probably ran out of funding for season two and they, or, and they just really needed some, uh, you know, sponsorships. So <laughs> Nintendo, yeah. give us your money and we'll take a shot of your GameCube controller. <laughs> RC, <laughs> but, RCA, give us some money and we'll, we'll put a, one of your VHS players in there too.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was like, was he? But that's the thing is that like most uh, like video game things on TV, they probably got it wrong where what was on the screen wasn't even a game that was on GameCube.
0: Yeah, because I think it was like NBA Jam or something like that, which I'm like, I don't think that ever came out for GameCube.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was either something like that or he was playing FIFA, maybe?
0: Possibly, but did FIFA come out for GameCube? Uh
1: I'm sure there's someone who could do that research, but it's not gonna be us. Yeah,
0: no, we don't have that kind of time. Not today. <laughs> no. So they, no. so they fight. So mom and dad and Clark, they're all arguing with each other. And mommy Kent and daddy Kent are saying like, "Well, you stole," and he's like, "No, I didn't. I put it on your credit card. That's not stealing." Like. Yeah. Like a freaking moron. And then, buddy, t- like jumps out the window or runs out the window, and then he yeah. hops on a motorcycle and speeds off now was this was it daddy kent's motorcycle or did he also buy himself a motorcycle
1: yeah i think it was just uh it was just daddy kent's bike but right before as they are giving him shit he like slips into a leather jacket yeah (laughs) and then jumps out the window and he puts on the sunglasses in like a very deal with it gif
0: and i love that his sunglasses are the smallest effing sunglasses ever on his (laughs) giant face (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> There's, they're Morpheus sunglasses. They're so tiny. <laughs>
1: and he literally leaves on the bike in a situation where he can he can run faster than any bike.
0: Well, that doesn't look cool, though. You know, it doesn't but give it doesn't him street look cool. cred.
1: <laughs> and he basically immediately in the scene following, uh, Jesse's dad is trying to get her to get back in the car to go mm-hmm. home and change so she doesn't get expelled from school for showing her belly.
0: Yes, heaven forbid.
1: Um, again god so much so much midriff being bared
0: it's too much
1: it's just too much it drives the teachers crazy (laughs) and like it's it's weird because as he's arguing with her you hear the sound of the bike coming up and she like puts her thumb out to like hitchhike just as he comes to a stop i'm like need a ride
0: yeah (laughs) on my dick
1: and her and her (laughs) (laughs) want to get on my hog (laughs)
0: oh shit so yeah so he he just t- he just totally takes her and the poor poor so her dad i put in my notes uh mr bob saget jr because that's who he totally reminds me of just like a the the sea the yeah the C movie version of bob saget uh yeah. and he fights with her too yeah about her clothes and then he just like lets clark take her away and he doesn't even like go after her he's just like well i tried and just like turned around and went home
1: yeah, yeah. And like and then we get the scene where Clark is like driving down the sidewalk at the school.
0: Cause he's so badass.
1: Cuz he's such a badass. <laughs> and, and then like
0: And Lana everyone is up. staring at him.
1: Yeah, yeah, everybody's looking at him and then like after he's getting off the bike, Lana comes up, but he like again hits on her in like a really forward way that makes her uncomfortable and so she turns around to walk away. Yeah. Um when Daddy Kent rolls up in the truck.
0: Oh, yeah, because he's about to freaking get in his face.
1: And he's like, you're coming with me. And Clark's like, uh, no.
0: And bam! Like, freaking flat palm to the chest, knocked right back into his truck, truck dented in. And you can see for, like, a second, like, obviously Clark's, like, normal self is there. Yeah. Because he hesitates. Because he sees what he's done.
1: So yeah, and then also like they don't they don't go into it that deeply, I guess, to jump super far ahead. But Clark remembers everything he did while he's doing this later. Yes,
0: yeah, that's right. Um.
1: So yeah, yeah. There's a very mo- like after he after his dad flies into the truck. There's that very quick moment of like ah shit. Yeah. And then he, but then he turns around and walks away, and Pete has to go over. To help him up.
0: Yeah, I know. Poor Pete. He's like, oh, my God, Mr. Kent, are you okay? So then, yeah. but but then we get the big payoff because then we cut <laughs> to shirtless Daddy Kent in all his glory there, just getting all bandaged up from getting hurt. <laughs> I mean, Once honestly, again. how do they get any farming done, like, during the day? <laughs>
1: <laughs> like I said in my notes it's literally just all caps shirtless daddy and oh, then
0: daddy.
1: <laughs> oh, so God. much mileage
0: I know it won't stop I hate to uh, spoiler alert everybody it's not gonna stop until like the it, very last episode of season whatever
1: <laughs> well he uh, spoiler alert won't no, be alive by
0: no, then no so. stop it that's rude okay we're only yeah. going until he's gone and then we can't go any further <laughs> out of respect out of respect <laughs> sorry so then yeah. you know mommy martha is helping him kind of like figure their shit out because you know daddy kent is going on about like oh he's just being so reckless and she's kind of like well he's just going through a phase like he is rebelling and you know we just have to kind of let him make his mistakes because they're his to make in the grand scheme of things um
1: yeah yeah and it's and it's sort of like she almost alludes to it being like, well, maybe this is what Kryptonian yeah uh yeah. uh puberty is yeah right. But of course, they don't also don't know that he's Kryptonian yet. Like they don't even know the the word Krypton right. So, but they don't so wherever yeah. he's from
0: exactly yeah that's right. So then yeah. you know it kind of just cuts out from them, and we get to Clark confronting Lana about being jealous and then mm-hmm. so then it all kind of starts to like come out he tells lana oh yeah because they're at the talon so the, lana's yeah. trying to get some work done <laughs> like she's trying yeah. to do her job and clark just comes in and confronts her about her being jealous and tries to have this conversation with her while she's literally got like drinks on her tray about to go out and serve somebody and then mm. uh he's like well I, like i like i like you and you can't tell me that you don't like me like i know you like me and then all of a sudden in the middle of her shift in the middle of the talon in the middle of a town where everyone knows everybody clark kent just goes for it and they start yeah. macking in the middle of her shift at the talon yeah <laughs> although we yeah, do... and that's the thing is like no go ahead he
1: goes in for the kiss and at first there's like a, a momentary like pause but then she's like totally reciprocating but then she breaks off and is like what about jesse and clark's like what's a jesse
0: yeah what's a jesse (laughs) uncle jesse and you're right you're right she totally leans into it too i think she almost assists in closing off that final like millimeter between them so she's totally for it but yeah again he's acting like a total freaking douche so i mean she's not falling for no douches like she just got rid of whitney so i mean like you know
1: (laughs) yeah um, yeah, I mean, I mean, he and then he leaves and he's like, I'll pick you up at eight. and She's like, my shift doesn't end till nine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but we do see now is is this the, the talent scene where we have the U.S. Marshal coming in and he's like, hey, no. more coffee. OK, that's later. OK, that's later. Later. Yeah, so we still haven't yeah. seen U.S. Marshal since he's murdered a teenager. OK, got it. Yeah, <laughs> we
1: get we get the critical uh, once per episode scene where at the torch or wherever Chloe is um, happens to be uh, figuring out the link between the rings and the red meteor rock. Yes. Um, but she t- she's telling this to Pete who she doesn't know knows the secret and so Pete get- goes uh, uh, and just kind of runs away and she's like Pete?
0: Yeah. <laughs> where are you going with my meteor rock?
1: <laughs> my favorite line from that scene though is that like Pete's talking about how the Kents are worried that he might be on drugs or something. And yeah. she's like, Clark would have to be on drugs to be on drugs.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it makes total sense if you think about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, so P kind of puts the pieces together. You can see it in his eyes. Like he has his eureka yeah. moment. He's like, this is what is making Clark act like an idiot. So, yeah. you know, he leaves. Everything, you know, is fine and dandy. He's going to go to the Kents and try to figure it out. So then we cut to the Clark and Lex scene and yeah. Clark just basically tells uh Lex to put Lionel on the street like he's yeah. like yeah if you don't like your dad just kick him out like it's your house who the F cares it's just your dad no one cares about your dad like
1: yeah. Also, can I take your car? Yeah. Also, give me your car.
0: Ferrari. I'm taking it. Because he because he wants to, in Clark Kent's words, rock Lana's world. He wants to rock her world in a Ferrari. <laughs> and you can see Lex. You can see Michael Rosenbaum's face. And he's just like, uh, what? Like, huh? What the hell? Really?
1: <laughs> and it's funny because he lets him, even after Clark's like, it's not like I'm going to drive it off a bridge, Lex.
0: I know. Ouch. Right out
1: Look, too soon. <laughs>
0: too soon, buddy. We're not even. We're not even past season two yet. Jeez. And then he tries yeah. to like ease Lex's mind by saying, after saying like being a dick about it, like I'm not going to drive it off a bridge. He's yeah. like, oh, who would be more trustworthy than Clark Kent? Yeah. Oh my god. And then
1: cut to Clark's speeding down the road.
0: <laughs> like honestly, yeah. Just he just yeah. takes the car. So I mean, good for him, I guess. So he's. Going out with Lana on a date So we cut to a freaking This bar
1: sucks This bar sucks shit
0: I have (laughs) no idea what's going on in this bar Because again we've got like heavy metal music But the patrons are all like Dressed in flannel, denim, plaid Cowboy hats and cowboy boots So I'm like I don't think the music fits the aesthetic Of this bar I don't think they got the memo
1: And like there's like like, Meatheads in polo shirts
0: Yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and like yeah. and you have like so you're walking in and they're underage and you just have like again just more predators who are out there yeah. like eyeing Lana who's clearly like with somebody but they pass those two guys who are just yeah. like openly ogling her and so Clark turns yeah. around and he's like well you guys got a freaking problem What problem and so you know Lana yeah. pulls him away and you know whatever she sees that he's acting like a dick yeah. and uh she, I'm pretty sure she basically just says like she wants to to leave.
1: Yeah, she's like she's like I don't. She's like I don't like this place. This place isn't us. She's like I don't want to drink. And since when do you drink?
0: Yeah, yeah. And
1: like just before he's like, well, come on, let's dance or something. And she just wants to get out of there. But then Jesse's like, I'll take that dance. Right. And then just takes him out onto the floor. And for a second there, Lana just kind of stands there and kind of takes it but then it looks like jesse and clark are about to start making out on the dance floor and she's like fuck this and fuck you
0: yeah i'm effing out of here absolutely i mean
1: (laughs) you wish that's what she said but she's more like she's more like you're unbelievable oh yeah and just walks away and those two meatheads are like is there a problem bro
0: (laughs) yeah who would have guessed that those were the ones those predators were the ones and ended up being the quote-unquote good guys (laughs)
1: Yeah, and then there is a problem uh, Because they don't know how to fly When Clark throws them across the room
0: (laughs) Well, that's their own fault I mean, really? <laughs> and then you have Jesse. Yeah. So he, so Clark like totally initiates like a, a bar fight and he's not holding, well, he is holding back, but not really with his yeah. powers. He's chucking people across the freaking floor and across the room. He sets yeah. the bartender's bat on fire with his heat vision. Like it just gets so ridiculous. And then you cut to Jesse, who you can tell is like super terrified, but also so turned on that like yeah. she can hardly contain herself <laughs> and she tells him <laughs> one of those him, yellow
1: one of those yellow floor wet signs oh, just God. gets set up next to her
0: <laughs> it's be right under her dress cuz she was wearing a dress <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's true
0: um and she had told her like or told Clark earlier that um you know there's a whole big world out there and they, they need to go and like see it but we all know the big world she was referring mm. to was that polar so (laughs) that we know it we all know it that's her big world Mm -hmm. um so she you know clark's getting all riled up she comes to him she's like oh my god we have to go before the the cops come so then clark says to her like okay it's time to go and see that pussy i mean see the world (laughs) so off they go
1: (laughs) yeah and the way he's like the way he talks to her uh, in that scene, he almost has, like, that, like, 1940s, like, noir movie thing. He's like, all right, let's get out of here, yeah, shall we? <laughs> like, it's almost, like, let's go see that big bad world.
0: <laughs> it was kind of good. It was very perfect the way he did it.
1: Very over-the-top shit. Oh, yeah. Yes. It's very good.
0: So then he, um, he goes back to the house. Yeah. Uh, to, I, I assume, pack his, like, Best Buy and pack it all up into a car. And... Mm daddy kent and mommy martha they're gonna try to reason with clark they tell him about the ring and then instead of you know reasonable clark coming out being like we have to destroy it of course he's like well pff, this is the best i've ever felt i think i'm gonna keep it and then yeah. off he goes again speeding off Yeah, he doesn't
1: bar. go he doesn't go frodo with it he goes uh bilbo with it
0: oh absolutely <laughs> He's not quite at um, uh, Gollum level yet, but i sure if he had kept the ring longer, it, it would have gotten that way. <laughs> Always looking after the, precious. the um, precious. So Clark goes back to Lex and basically tells him like, oh, by the way, I'm keeping your car for a little bit longer. Like doesn't even ask, just tells him. This yeah, is he just happening. tells him. Just yep. tells him, yeah. And Lex obviously like knows something is up. So here, I, I liked... Um, how they established this this scene and this episode with clark and lex even though there's not too much between them in the episode but like Mm. for so many episodes prior it's there's so much lying in their friendship and the tensions were high and you could just like kind of tell that something was very off between their friendship and now you have clark acting so out of character and lex being like okay something's obviously up with this guy like he's something's wrong because he's definitely not acting like himself so i'm kind of like okay i can i can see now where the friendship has kind of been flourishing and coming into play so i liked that about this episode i really like how they you know made it seem less unbelievable and less awkward about the clark and lex friendship
1: yeah because like lex is the way he's sitting in his chair and like uh, like uh Clark sits down on like that recliner, it almost becomes like a therapy session for a yeah, moment where yeah. Lex is like, "So what's going on at home, Clark?" <laughs> and and like it is like being like that older friend who's like, "Oh, he's just going through some teenage shit. Let's just talk him off this ledge." Yes. Blah blah blah. Yeah. But then Clark starts talking mad shit about how the world is going to see what he can do. And, like, you see, there's, like, a scene, like, the camera stays on Lex while Clark is saying this. Because Clark gets up from the chair. Yeah. He's walking away. But Lex is in soft focus. But as Clark is talking, it switches back to Lex. And his face goes from, like, that kind of concerned look to, like, calculating.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: And he's like, oh, okay.
0: Yeah. Well, he's got to figure out his next move. Because, like, obviously Clark is, like gone off the rails and he knows that and there's no reasoning with him at this point so then he uh, you know goes up to Clark and essentially says okay like you can uh, why don't we both escape our parents like your parents are bugging you my dad's bugging me let's just get the hell out of here I got a penthouse in metropolis we can just go stay there and yeah. just gives into it. So Clark is like, oh, yeah, man, that sounds awesome. But of course, you know, Lex, then he says, well, you know, just give me some time. I just got to go tie up some loose ends at the office. And he walks away. Yeah. And you can tell Clark yeah. is privy to like, okay, obviously, Lex has got, you know, something up his sleeve, right? He's he's not stupid. He's just, a, you know, a predator at this in this episode. Yeah. So <laughs> he, um, yeah, so yeah so uh, you know lex is up with you know he he, he knows what's going on to a certain extent you know something's wrong with clark he has a plan clark knows he has a plan um yeah. and that's where we're at with with them and then we cut back to the talon with chloe yeah. a quick little chloe lana scene where chloe is totally again like i I don't know how the talent, again, how anyone gets any work done in this freaking town, because Lana's trying to work, I'm assuming by herself, at this very full coffee shop, and then Chloe comes in to have a full-on conversation while, again, she is trying to load her tray up with things for customers, and Chloe is, like, crowding her, like, Lana can't even get an elbow <laughs> yeah. out, like, you know, Chloe yeah. is, like, totally on her ass, um, yeah. and I think all they really just kind of talked about super quick was how just weird Clark is acting, essentially, I didn't even have any notes. I don't have any notes about it because it was just such an insignificant scene.
1: Yeah, it was one of those things where, yeah, they were talking about, uh, you know, like how Chloe is privy to the rumor of what happened, but then Lana starts to tell about what's going on and how he's such a mystery. Um, And that's when in the background the u.s Marshal's like hey coffee
0: that's when the u.s Marshal shows up okay yeah right right right
1: and we get a very quick scene where he's on the phone with somebody and what we are led to understand is that he's gotten the plate off of the ferrari
0: yes yeah
1: uh yeah and then uh then we're back over at the barn it's pete and jonathan discussing their plan whatever their plan is and then lex shows up to the barn and yeah, it's. And
0: Daddy Kent, as usual, is like, fuck off, Lex. <laughs> like, get the fuck out of here. I'm glad you're trying to help, but you're an asshole. Get out of here. And so, you know, Lex being like, you know, he's my friend and like, I still want to help him. So if you need to know where he's at, he's at my freaking mansion right now. So, you know, go deal with it.
1: <laughs> yeah, get him, out, get him out. Get him out of my house. Yes, yeah, exactly. he's overstayed his welcome. But meanwhile, at the mansion. Clark is about to, uh, do a break at the pool table when, uh, blind Lionel comes stumbling into the room, and then Clark, fucking with him, like, takes his glasses off his face.
0: He's such and, an like, asshole.
1: And Lionel's like, oh, I know Martha and Jonathan Kent. I'm, uh, I'm very concerned that they raise such a little bitch. <laughs> he, he doesn't say that,
0: but but he's pretty pretty it's pretty much yeah pretty much and then like yeah clark essentially just like tries to belittle him and it's not working because lionel luther will be belittled by absolutely nobody no. then we have freaking um us marshal marshall. Yeah. and so so the actor that plays him is michael tomlinson so that's just i, I in my notes he's tomlinson yeah. so marshall tomlinson yeah. comes in Yeah. and yeah you know shows them the picture of jesse and mm-hmm. Clark, of course, is like, no, nah, I have no idea who that is. Who's that? Who's that freaking girl? And then he goes. This dude
1: escalates. He escalates so, so crazy. So
0: quickly. So ridiculously quickly. Like triton through the chest anchorman style quickly. Because it goes from like, have you seen this girl? No, haven't seen her. To pulling a gun out. Have you seen her now? Like, <laughs> I'm about to shoot you dead, kid. Are you sure you haven't seen her? Like, what kind of U.S. Marshal resorts to guns that quickly back in those days?
1: Mm. Mm. Yeah
0: So anyway so then we have Clark Who is done taking people's shit So he rushes the dude with his super speed Grabs the gun And then the guy's like oh god how'd you do that And of course Lionel the whole time is just Kind of standing there dumbfounded because of course he can't See anything and Then Clark is like oh there's like a lot about me that you don't know or whatever the hell. And then he starts shooting the gun into the palm of his hand. And the bullets are just, yeah. like, fracturing and splitting in his hands.
1: Yeah. And then he just drops them onto the carpet.
0: Drops the evidence. Yep.
1: Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> and then Lionel's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Who's shooting? And, and Clark's like, oh, no, no, no. It, it was the guy, but he missed. And Lionel's like, well, I'll go get security. So off he goes. And then yeah. freaking Marshall Tomlinson is trying to leave. And Clark pins him with the pool table against the wall
1: that would hurt so much
0: oh my god i can't even imagine the speed
1: the speed at which that he does it would have broken the dude's pelvis
0: oh god like or ripped him in half like one or the other because yeah. holy shit and then he finally you know so the us marshal guy like confesses what he's doing to clark and he's like oh yeah jesse and her dad are in like witness protection um But the company that they're being protected from hired me to basically, like, get all the secrets back and, you know, blah, 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 blah. So I'm hunting down the father and Jesse. And then Clark sees the opportunity to get rich quick. And he's like, oh, well, thanks. Now, what do I need you for? I can just go do it all myself. And smacks the dude out cold, presumably. and with a billiard ball. With a billiard ball and just takes off, which, again, I'm sure that would hurt like a son of a bitch
1: but it's like yeah like and the, but this dude just shows up places cuz like in the next scene oh, yeah, yeah, Clark yeah. shows up at Jesse's place and within 30 seconds of getting there he's like show me where the discs are Jesse and then the marshal comes out of the shadows <laughs> I'm like so, dude
0: and i i'm presuming because Clark i think When he leaves the agent at the mansion, he super speeds himself out of there. So I'm assuming he didn't drive. He flew there or or ran there or whatever. So the U.S. Marshal at the same time was able to come back to consciousness, presumably dodge all the Luther security, get in his vehicle, find out Jesse's at, like get to Jesse's address and then, you know, sneak in through the back door in the same amount of time. It would take, you know, Superman to just like, you know, jump. And be at Jesse's yeah. house. So I guess and then, the U.S. Marshal must also be a Kryptonian secretly.
1: Yeah, I mean, except for he, ha- his one weakness is a single bullet to the chest from the staircase.
0: <laughs> well, you know that's his own fault. He's he's, he's a weak yeah. Kryptonian, weak one. But
1: like, I mean, the moment the moment we saw Clark use his powers in front of him, we knew that this dude was going to die. Oh, absolutely. So it's not really, not really that surprising.
0: That's right. No loose ends. Um, yeah so you have uh, You know that whole confrontation Between Clark and the Marshal and Jesse Pretty much just like taken off yeah. And then uh, Tomlinson U.S. Marshal Tomlinson gets shot And the dad is like sneaking up the stairs He's he's perched on the stairs And freaking shoots yeah. And then Clark trashes the place And flips everything over He whips a TV into a wall He has a temper tantrum and then he Jets off after Jesse. Um, yeah,
1: because he's after he has tossed the place a bit. He grabs his her her dad and puts him against the wall and is like, "I'm gonna find those discs one way or another." And the guys just kind of like, "No, you're not gonna find them here." And then he's just like, and he's like, "Ah, Jesse." And then he totally like homelanders him in half or something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, thankfully, he doesn't go like that. Insane, but like at the same yeah. time, like he was pretty violent in this one. Like I will say, it was super, super out of character. He did a really good job playing like a crazy, freaking, hyped up, roided dude. So yeah. So then we have yeah. Jesse. So she's jetted off through the cornfields of Kansas, um, mm-hmm. and Clark's after her. But then Pete and Daddy Kent show up with the green kryptonite and a sledgehammer. <laughs> so they're trying to talk him down like oh clark this isn't you like it's the ring you know son you have to snap out of it and of course he won't snap out of it so pete offers him you know from a box the lead box the big thing a kryptonite Mm -hmm. and (laughs) you get uh clark trying to be like no dad don't do it like i know it's like you can't do this to me and freaking daddy can't brings that sledgehammer down and just smashes that ring so perfectly into a bajillion computer-generated pieces. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, like,
1: like as Pete like brings Clark to his knees, uh, like, Jonathan's like, Clark! And then, then starts to swing, which gives Clark enough time to, like, kind of punch upward. But yeah, yeah like, the hammer hits only the ring. <laughs> And <laughs> smashes it into 40 uh, badly generated polygons.
0: <laughs> but now he's... Essentially, he's cured. And they're going to take him back to his place, to, to Clark's house, to, you know, just get, yeah, tie up all the loose ends.
1: So as far as the red kryptonite, or at least, like, the where the source of those rocks uh, come from, I think because Chloe was doing research, she is kind of the only one who knows where those rocks can just be found very directly right and that will come up again very soon
0: okay all right good to know good to know um and i was going to ask and i'm just about to research it myself anyways but where does the red kryptonite come from is it did it come from krypton it was just like there was red and green kryptonite together yeah okay yeah
1: and the as far as the origin of how red kryptonite works in the comics, it's kind of just all over the fucking place. Okay. <laughs> like, and then in in the movie Superman Three, like the old uh, Donner movie, mm-hmm. um, it's not even red kryptonite. It's just like a somebody created a kind of kryptonite derivative, and all it really does is turn Superman evil. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen that movie where like he's just gets hammered in a bar and like. His, like, villainist act is to straighten the Leaning Tower of Pisa. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and then he fights himself in a junkyard.
0: Yes, yes.
1: Yeah, it's... It, that's basically red kryptonite okay. in the movies. All right. But, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, so, yeah, so we got that all kind of, quote-unquote, like, sorted out. And then we cut to the Luther Mansion... Yeah. Lionel's at the mansion and he walks into essentially Lex taking everything down from the office and putting it back to the way it was. And Mm -hmm. he tells his dad, he's like, you know, I remember when the meteor shower came and I lost all my hair and everyone made fun of me and I hated it. And you told me to basically stop being a little bitch and suck it up and, you know, stop, stop uh, feeling sorry for myself. So then he's like, now it's time for you, dad. Stop wallowing in your self-pity. You know, be a man. Grow a pair. Yeah. <laughs>
1: he's like, and also, I, I like my my office the way I like my office. And if you don't like it, you could get out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so then Lionel is like, oh, I see that your friend Clark Kent has definitely, like, rubbed off on you. He's made an impression, um, mm-hmm. you know, with his outspokenness or whatever. And then he's got the three smashed bullets from the confrontation rolling with him the in his hand, rolling them in his hand. Doesn't tell Lex about it. And Lex obviously yeah. could give two shits about whatever his dad is doing like with his hands. Um, yeah. But now again, it's like the wheel, the, the, the wheels are turning and Lionel's head, you see as it kind of cuts mm-hmm. to him before the scenes over and him rolling these wrecked bullets in his hand. So again, like giving some foreshadowing to I'm sure some crazy shit that's going to go down with Lionel.
1: Yeah, and Hunting. then, like,
0: Hunting yeah, Clark.
1: so that's that's where we leave the, lot of the Luthers for this episode, but then we get the family moment on the farm where, like, the table's being set for dinner and stuff, and Clark is kind of leaning at the edge of the dining room, kind of like, okay, I guess I gotta <laughs> eat some shit now.
0: Yeah, right, it's so awkward, and, too, it's so quiet.
1: And, like... It, Jonathan's like, yeah, I, you know you're sorry, but obviously those feelings that you have about how you feel about being poor and and thinking that you don't have everything, those came from somewhere. But, like, Clark's like, yeah, but, you know, I don't give you know, true uh, voice to those because you know, it, I know that I've got a family and the family is what matters. And it's like the one of those hallmark moments.
0: I know, and his mommy Martha's just so proud.
1: He... While he's sitting down, too, he has like a very uh, there's like a not so subtle comment of like is he's like it's like he he's two people and that he's got two identities.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, and that's just sort of like alluding to the fact that when he's an adult, he's going to have to basically hide as Clark Kent. Yes because he actually is just Kal-El. Yeah. So.
0: Well, he'll always have those identities, right? Like, technically, he's got, like, his three identities because he's got Kal-El, he's Clark Kent, and he's Superman. There's, like, three different yeah. versions of him, right? Like, Yeah. So, yeah, it's definitely something that, like, of course, it's going to allude to, like, that struggle for pretty much the majority of his life. Um, and he does say, like, he admitted that he wanted to tell people his secret. And, again, Mummy Martha is just, like, eyes glowing and shimmering at him because she's wanting to cry and she's like i'm just so proud that you didn't i'm so proud of you clark my little clarky yeah
1: Yeah. (laughs) and then the final moment of the episode is the the loft is looking real weird it's looking like a field
0: (laughs) but with with a big Um, old horse in it this time
1: with a horse in it and like the way it's shot is interesting because clark is like coming through kind of a shady kind of wooded area and there's a fence and Lana is kind of up the hill and up on a horse and in the sun. Yeah. And it's sort of like that economy of, like, Clark is coming with his tail between his legs with these, like, kind of shabby, almost drooping flowers.
0: Yeah, his little tiny bouquet of, like, ragweed that he picked on the way in. Yeah, he just kind of
1: <laughs> reached down and just scraped his hand on yeah. whatever he could... He, could, yeah, he, so he, he
0: legit could have run to like the other edge of the continent and picked up like you know something a little nicer and showy but no, no. he's like no ragweed will do just fine for this freaking bitch so
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah because like he and he comes back and he's like hey do you think we could just be go back to being friends and she's like uh why would so do you have any explanation of why you are being such a dickhead and he's like well i wish i could explain it i'm really sorry but i can't really get into it and she's like well can you find your way home
0: yeah <laughs> don't let the freaking door hit you on the way out clark
1: <laughs> and like he kind of is while he's saying oh, i hope so she's kind of already turning the horse around
0: oh like, yeah she's had enough yeah. of his shit like uh, and you can totally tell in this one like the last few episodes it was definitely leading up to it with you know things that he was like "Well, oh, i can't tell you or like pete and i are having a fight and i can't talk about it but like now she's just like she's done like she's had enough yeah and rightfully so
1: yeah and while while this is happening like the weird guy that hangs out at the water tower is like looking at them through binoculars and he's like oh shit and he starts playing oasis
0: (laughs) Uh, oh such a good song though like honestly it makes me nostalgic for those late 90s early 2000s like rock songs yeah yeah. So definitely uh, put some oasis on today while I was working a little bit. So I had to get my fill. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So it was. Um. It's definitely like a, a an interesting episode. It was cool to see. Um. Tom Welling just kind of like go so out of character and essentially become like the villain of the episode. He wasn't the actual villain, but he was a villain to a certain extent. For like, you know, every teenage girl in town, he was definitely a villain. <laughs> so.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, how many broken bar stools out of five would you give this?
0: Ooh, so I'm going to give this, you know what, I'm going to give it like a solid four and a quarter. So four bar stools, but like one of them, you know, an extra bar stool leg out of five.
1: Yeah, yeah, I would say, I I was going to say something similar. Like I would give it a four full bar stools and then just like the seat of a bar stool.
0: Yes, yeah. Because, again, like, you get... I I really did, again, I like that scene with Lex and Clark and Lex catching on to him acting so out of character, not buying it, being concerned for his friend. It was a nice, you know, way to kind of go back to that friendship. You know, you had Clark acting so out of character. You have this whole history with him and Lana and the tension, and now it's kind of reached its boiling point, and it's it's kind of over for the time being. Um, Yeah. And yeah, overall, I think it was just like... It was really, really well done. I think I, Tom Welling did a really great job playing, you know, the, the quote-unquote villain of the episode. He did really good.
1: Yeah, and like putting... Clark putting himself uh, unwittingly even further into Lionel's crosshairs... Yes. ...for the future. Yes. Uh, it's setting it's setting the table for more as the season goes on. Um, but yeah, as, as for... Um, in general like again it's like a sort of a lower thing because they they bring red kryptonite into the show and yeah it's sort of like gonna become a thing throughout the seasons where like we learn about different k- kinds of kryptonite and uh the effects that obviously meteor rock have on regular people continue to give us whatever freak of the week we might have <laughs> the
0: in freak of the some
1: week. upcoming episodes but, that's right. yeah.
0: Yeah, no, I think it was pretty good overall. And so I did, um, so now Smallville, like you had told me, is back on Amazon. So as I was watching it, um, yeah. I didn't know that Amazon Prime will, as the scenes are going, and if you're playing it, streaming it from your phone, it will arrange the cast members per scene of, like, who is in the scene at the time of you're right. watching it. So I'm like, that's kind of yeah. cool. So I, uh, you know, I went a little bit down the rabbit hole for, like, our guest um, actors. And yeah. um, Sarah Sarah Downing it plays Jesse. Yeah. So she was Courtney on Roswell. I don't know if you ever watched Roswell. Yeah,
1: I I did. I did clock her from from being in on Roswell.
0: Yeah, yeah. So she was in that. And, and charmed. She, she was uncharmed. And charmed, but she was also in this other movie. And okay, everybody who's listening right now, you need to go onto YouTube and you need to find the two thousand and two movie called Hard Cash. It stars Val Kilmer, and Christian Bale, and Sarah Downing is in it. And she plays a pretty big role. This is the most 80s movie trailer footage shot movie that has I think has ever been made in the 2000s. I actually didn't believe it was from 2002. I had to fact check because it looks like it was straight out of the 80s. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's the best yeah. trailer ever It's super super ridiculous You gotta go and watch it And plus um, uh, da, 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 What's his name Bokeem Woodbine is in it as well For like a whole whopping 20 minutes And then you know He's the one <laughs> black guy in the movie So of course he gets killed off Because yep. that, that's, yeah. that's what it was like in the times um, yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah it was I, I like uh, Bokeem Woodbine He was so great in Spider-Man uh, Homecoming He, was so, he plays a shocker yeah. In Spider-Man 2 Uh, So I just thought that was so interesting. So I'm actually... I think I'm going to make this one of my bad movie nights, and I'll uh, have to watch Hard Cash again. I saw it, like, so long (laughs) ago. I'm going to have to watch it again, because it's a a gem. It's a gem of a terrible movie.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and I I didn't look up up her full IMDb, because I'm sure she kept working in, like, the 2000s and stuff, but I haven't seen her in anything in a long time, so maybe...
0: She, Um, you know, she mostly did, uh, I kind of just read a little bit into her career. She was mostly, she does modeling mostly. Um, mm. being on Roswell was kind of like a it was like a luck of the draw kind of thing she just went to the audition like just on a whim she was on her way I think to like Japan and she mm. stopped in Hollywood to be like oh I'll just try out for this audition and then she got it and you know right. she stayed and became an actress for a bit but like yeah, she's not been in a lot of stuff but I just thought with that uh, when I found Hard catch I was like oh shit that's such a great freaking terrible movie so I just had to throw <laughs> that out there it's so good
1: <laughs> yeah
0: yeah. Oh boy. Um, yeah, so that's 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 the episode and we gave it both pretty much the same rating. I'm glad that we're on the same page almost with all of these episodes so far. But I'm interested to yeah. see once we don't agree because I'm, I'm up for a healthy debate as to why yeah, well, you know, we have a difference of opinion.
1: Those are coming. those are coming. <laughs> I'm for sure. I'm sure. Um, <laughs> we actually uh, I was thinking about it and as I was thinking of the scale by which to rate these, It occurred to me that we didn't even do that for last episode. We didn't even rate the last one. So it gets a zero from both of us.
0: Oh, blasphemy. That's
1: how that works.
0: Shit. I gotta put Um, post-it notes up so I don't forget.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I almost forgot this time. Because I was like, well, I know we talk about the episode at the end. And I was like, oh yeah, the scale. (laughs) But yeah. yeah. Um... Other than that, I guess I can let you know what we're doing next week. Or do we want to do other stuff, like let people know where they can find us first? Well,
0: let's start with um, next week's episode. And then we'll we'll go with the socials.
1: Okay. So, yeah. Next week, we have episode five of season two, Nocturne. A teen who is kept in the basement of his parents' house during the day. ...sneaks out at night and leaves love letters for Lana at her parents' graves? What? <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, Lima Luther hires Clark's mother as his personal assistant.
0: Oh, okay. Hmm. I wonder why he would be doing that. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. I'm sure there's definitely no ulterior motive.
1: Wheels upon wheels. <laughs>
0: oh shit oh I'm very excited for next week I'm sure it's going to be a really good episode hopefully yes mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Um. so yeah if we do the we want to do the socials of course you can follow us on Twitter right Paul
1: yeah you can I am at Ozluop.
0: and you can follow me uh, at GamermomCA or uh, our actual podcast page which is what Save Us Pod at Save Us Pod yeah.
1: And you can also, uh, you can send an email to saveuspod at gmail.com, or you can leave us a voice message on the Anchor app. Um, You can find links to all those things on the pinned tweet on our Twitter page. Um, And other than that, there's not much more, other than just maybe if you liked this episode, tell a friend, rate and review, and maybe... We will go from being the tenth best podcast, or at least tenth most Googled podcast, <laughs> uh, on on Google. a Googled the Google, um, to being like number nine, or like even number seven.
0: Oh come on, let's reach for number one. We'll
1: we eventually we <laughs> might. I mean, it would take uh, maybe Talkville. Uh, not existing anymore for that to happen. I think they're doing pretty good. We can make
0: that happen. We're
1: we're right there. We're right there in the conversation.
0: That's right. Absolutely. Oh, man. Yes. Well, and on that note, I'll let you say it. Sign us off, Paul.
1: Somebody save
0: us.